What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Sports Medicine Broadcast, a podcast to promote and improve your practice as an athletic trainer. I am the host, Jeremy Jackson. This is sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash COVID care. As we have things continue to change with COVID, we have Paul Calloway joining to tell us about some of the new products that Myotech Group has to help protect us from COVID longer. We have some surface disinfectants, some hand sanitizer, some PPE, uh, some proactive things that'll help keep us from getting COVID. John Seco has uh, a baby on the way, so he's definitely got to do things to protect, protect himself and his uh, unborn baby from COVID. Also, his family there. Paul has experienced COVID himself and certainly doesn't want to catch around too. So these products may help prevent you from getting it or from spreading it as we start sports up in places like Michigan, where they're just now starting spring sports. So check it out, sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash COVID care. Thanks for joining us live where we'll be giving away some of this free product to those of you in the live chat. All right, Paul, what you got? Yeah, thanks, Jeremy. Uh, Over the last number of months, we've had a lot of changes in the way we do business and a lot of new products coming to us. And so, you know, just in in the next few slides, I want to introduce a few products that uh, might be new to most of your listeners, and I think some products that might be beneficial in the athletic training room setting. So uh, the first one I want to talk about is NanoBio, which is a nasal antiseptic. You know, as it says there in the header, the average person touches their face 23 times per day. And so we really need to be very intentional about how we guard, you know, uh, our hands and um, how we guard these areas that uh, the virus can penetrate our system through our nose and through our eyes. So it's really constantly the the wiping of the nose, the mouth, you know, uh, rubbing your eyes where uh, it's, you know, you're really uh, making yourself vulnerable towards the virus. So uh, NanoBio is designed with uh, BZK as an active ingredient. And I know many of you are probably familiar with BZK. A lot of times it's used somewhat interchangeably uh, as an antiseptic with alcohol. Uh, the reason that they choose to use BZK versus alcohol is you also know uh, alcohol evaporates very quickly. Uh, BZK is really virulent. It stays uh, on the skin for a long time. And so what they've chosen to do is take a very virulent uh, BZK active ingredient and then they positively charge it. So uh, germs uh, infection-causing germs are negatively charged, and so they they're attracted to one another. And so, with the BZK, which is very virulent and stays on the skin for a long time, and it attracts um, the uh, the microbes and the germs and so forth that cause infections. It, it forces them to come in, co- in contact with the BZK. In this case, they call it NanoBio because uh, NanoBio uh, they really reduce the BZK to such a small droplet. Uh, that it uh, it permeates the cell wall of the germs or the viruses and destroys them with the, the antiseptic BCK. So uh, in the case of, of BZK or in NanoBio, you're going to take your bottle of NanoBio, and I actually don't have a bottle here, but I do have a similar bottle and with a, uh, a Q-tip. And so you're, you know, you're going to uh, dip the Q-tip in and then ar- around your nose, you would, you know, dab and, and wipe the the solution on, and then just kind of right up in the beginning area of your nose. You don't want to go all the way up your nose by any stretch, but just 
in the beginning area of your nose, uh, go inside the nostril and just kind of wipe it. And so uh, that's how this is intended to be used as a nasal antiseptic. Um, and again, you know, these nano droplets, they're small enough to permeate these germs, but they are not so small that they're going to permeate the layers of your skin. And that's important to keep in mind is that they won't be absorbed. So um, we really recommend it, uh, you know, as uh, an additional line of defense in addition to all your other infection control, particularly if you're going to be traveling. And obviously there's a lot of team travel and so forth in uh, sports medicine. And so this is a, a terrific product to give yourself another line of defense against COVID and other infections. So um, that's NanoBio. Well, yep, go ahead. Is, is NanoBio a single use uh, product or could, be, could that be used uh, for multiple patients? Uh, yeah, so the, the bottle itself, you know, you could use a, a Q-tip and you could apply it to, towards multiple people. You just obviously wouldn't want to double dip, uh, so to speak. But uh, it's important to keep in mind that once you apply it, it's going to stay in place on the skin for up to eight hours. So you don't have to keep reapplying it like traditional sanitizers. It will stay virulent for a long time. What's a typical price point for that? Uh, so, you know, this is going to sell online and, you know, there's a lot of applications in a bottle. Uh, I don't have the pricing right in front of me, but it's probably a bottle, something on the order of $22, $23. Um, and then you're going to have weeks and weeks worth of application in that bottle. Next product I want to talk with you all about is MicroSure uh, surface protectant. So um, MicroSure is produced by a company called Strategia. And uh, this product is, um, again, as it says, it's a surface protectant. So you're going to apply this to both porous and non-porous surfaces. Uh, what's really interesting about this is that it has a nanomolecular crystalline structure, microcrystalline structure, uh, that is also positively charged. So it's going to bond with surfaces uh, and it stays in place for a long time. So once you spray down like your treatment tables, your taping tables, other surfaces, uh, in the athletic training room that you want to protect, it actually bonds with that surface and it doesn't wipe off with other products. So you might be using, you know, any number of other surface protectants and disinfectants uh, and they won't interrupt the microsure layer of protection. Uh, and then it, again, it stays in place for a long time, kind of like the, uh, the, the previous NanoBio product we were talking about. In this case, it'll stay in place for up to 30 days uh, one application, one gallon of this product will cover up to 2,500 square feet. Uh, and this is not necessarily a new product in sports medicine or in medicine at large. This has been around for a while. In fact, uh, we've recommended this a number of times when schools had an outbreak of staph infection or something like that, and they needed to get it tamped down. Uh, it works uh, super, super well in those environments. I, I've seen it, you know, have great effect a number of my customers over the years and so um, you know it's, it's a really neat product and I think it, it needs to probably have more exposure in sports medicine and actually already has. Right, so real quick if you're watching in the live stream make sure you comment there so I have your name it doesn't always show me who is live or who is watching and viewing so comment there and then that way it can be one of the ones that uh, Paul gives some sends some stuff out too. So all right Paul we're talking about so looking at the slide here, as we're on the live thing, it's saying that if it's applied with a chemical sprayer, so is a chemical sprayer count like a spray bottle? Uh, so there are essentially um, 
commercially made sprayers that uh, will either uh, sometimes called misters or foggers. Uh, really, that's what we have in mind, not so much just like a trigger sprayer. Uh, and the reason for that is those units, they, they spread the material on more evenly than you could possibly do with like a trigger sprayer. And you're going to get a lot more use out of a gallon than if you go around you know, basically squirting manually. Uh, and you want to make sure you have even coverage with this product. Obviously, you're going to have hot spots otherwise. So it's super important for that. Uh, but yeah, just a, a standard chemical sprayer uh, is used typically to apply this. Gotcha. So if we don't have the so this foggers... would be something that you could use a whole training room for. You could yeah. you could spray spray your whole athletic training room. Okay. Yes, you could. Yeah, exercise facilities, weights, uh, rooms, all that sort of thing. So if we if we don't have a fogger, we can use the spray bottle. It's just not as effective, uh, cost or whatever it is, disinfectant wise. Yeah, most schools are going to have some sprayers uh, because obviously your maintenance staff is doing some cleaning. Uh, so we found in the past that, that most schools do know what to do with this product once they get it. Are there certain things that you cannot use with this? I know most schools don't allow bleach in the school anymore, so that's why I have to use other products. No, once it dries, it's going to stay in place. And there's really very little, I think, that that could potentially disrupt it. I mean, obviously, if you have a high-use uh, area at the let's say the edge of a treatment table where someone's constantly getting on getting off and rubbing the backs of their legs on the treatment table in a high use situation like that you might want to come back and just spray it you know uh, every 15 days because you just know that that's a, a real hot spot but there's really no way uh, chemically to disrupt this once it, it gets in place it stays in place and it adheres to that surface uh, and then it mechanically kills. So the the idea of this microcrystalline structure is that at kind of a molecular level, there's little jags or spikes. And what's happening is, uh, you know, the germs, and they try to attach to the surface, and gather proteins and so forth to survive, but they can't attach because this crystalline structure is not providing any sort of purchase for them to attach. And so that's how it mechanically kills the virus. Um, and there's really no way to disrupt that other than just uh, normal wear and tear on uh, throughout the day or throughout the month. So you still do want to clean those surfaces. So, you know, if you're using soap and water and other cleaners, you still want to do that because, you know, there's sweat and dirt and so forth. And this isn't going to prevent dirt from accumulating. So Tanya Watson is watching live and she asked if you can spray it with a paint sprayer or an electrostatic sprayer. Yes. Yes, you can. All right, so Mitch Smellis and Don Stuckey are also watching live. So appreciate you guys dropping your names there so we can continue to ask that. All right, so in our athletic training facility, there are uh, coolers, you know, water coolers, water bottles, things like that. So if we sprayed the whole room with the paint sprayer with this stuff, is that an issue? No, uh, this uh, even if you were to ingest it, ingest it, it uh, isn't going to have uh, any sort of, you know, chemical harmful effect to you so you know i've seen people uh sales reps for instance put this on their tongue i don't recommend it <laughs> but uh there's there's really no harm in, in spraying bottles or uh, football pads or helmets or any of that sort of thing it's just not going to harm you uh, in the next slide you're going to see a similar product it's actually from the same company that is intended to be applied directly to your hands and so uh, there's really no harmful effect 
of having this on a water bottle or anything like that once it has um, dried. And that's the most important thing is you got to give it several minutes to dry before you use that area. And if you don't let it dry, then it basically just voids that area of being... It's going to wash off. It's going to rub off because it wasn't given it a chance to set up. Yeah. So so perfect timing is at the end of the day when athletes are gone, patients are gone, uh, and you have a little bit of time to dry. It's it's really just spray everything down with this and then well, close the door, walk home. Yeah, and then do it again in 30 days. What you got for the, the hand sanitizer? So this is from the uh, the same company that makes that surface protectant. Uh, now, the only change to this product, it still has that microcrystalline structure. It's still charged. But now, again, you guys are getting used to hearing BZK. They are using BZK as an active ingredient in this. So the idea behind this is that it will adhere to your hands just as it does to surfaces. Now, they can't make the claim that it'll stay in place for 30 days. Obviously, your skin sheds and uh, for all sorts of different reasons, you couldn't make that claim, but they will make that claim for up to eight hours. So you can put this in place on your hands. I happen to have a bottle here. Uh, you spray it and there's as many as like 200 applications in a bottle that once you spray it on one hand, you rub your hands together uh, and you allow it to dry and it dries pretty quickly, not quite as fast as alcohol, but it dries quickly. It sets up that micro crystalline structure on your hands. You'll actually kind of be able to feel it. Your hands will maybe feel just a little bit softer, um, which is sort of counterintuitive, but that's been my perception. And, but then as part of the formulation, it has BZK as an active disinfectant. So if you do have harmful uh, germs and so forth on your hands, then it's gonna kill that stuff on contact. Um, and so it'll stay in place for eight hours and going back to that issue of wiping your, your, uh, your face and your eyes and your nose and, and transmitting the virus that way, you know, uh, it's harder to do that when it can't gain purchase on your skin. And then when it does, it's killed by the BCK. So, um, it's a terrific product, uh, sold in, um, you can get it in gallons as refills, but then it's sold in these like very handy little, you know, two ounce bottles that you can keep in your cup holder in your car or in your athletic training bag. Um, and it's just super effective. So with it being a little bit more, is it, I've noticed over the last couple months, the issues with the alcohol and the hand sanitizer almost burning my hands because of over application. Does this feel the same or would it kind of save me? You know, uh, I'm curious because I, I'm not applying as much hand sanitizer as you are, obviously. And I'd be curious your results on that. Uh, the BZK is an antiseptic. So, you know, it, it has antiseptic properties. And, you, you know, if, if an alcohol is going to burn, my assumption is you're going to feel that with BZK as well to a certain extent. But I, I really have no way of, of stating that, you know, most assuredly. So I, I think we would just need to test that. I can tell you that when I've sprayed it and even when I've, you know, uh, had a little nick or something, a little paper cut, it hasn't hurt, hasn't stung. Sometimes I live for that sting, but I would love to be a <laughs> tester for this. Uh, I've been yeah. using so much out, uh, hand sanitizer over the last couple months. It's been, uh, I noticed it like two days ago, my hands actually felt like almost red and swollen because the over application, you know, you only get a chance to, to wash your hands a few times in between patients. And I, I mean, I'm running through hand sanitizer and alcohol based stuff. And like, I can tell my hands just are starting to react different to it. So, I mean, something that would just take that away would be, uh, would be really beneficial. Well, and as athletic trainers, you're obviously very intensively working with your hands constantly. Um, and 
kind of working against us is the fact is that there's this national or worldwide glove shortage. And so going through gloves in between every different application, every different athlete, uh, I, I know you do that, but it's just, um, you know, this would allow you to, to have an, an extra layer of protection and just use your hands versus maybe always putting on a glove. All right. So one of the big things I would, I, would, I like having a wall mounted one so that it's easy to just reach over and hit my hand. Looking at the image that we have here, it's a, like a bottle you can stick in your pocket or your kit. Are there, yeah. are there wall mounted versions or sizes of this? Uh, so the way it's uh, applied is actually with a sprayer. And so uh, I, we don't actually have a wall mount. There, there is a much larger size. You can get this product in a gallon. Um, but it, uh, the gallon's just like a twist top and I think it's intended to refill these. Um, so I, th I think you could easily put a larger quantity into another bottle. There's, I don't think there's any problem with transferring it into a larger bottle. Um, uh, but standard, they come in these two ounce bottles. Gotcha. All right. So talk to me a little bit more about, you said the worldwide glove shortage. So kind of want to know if there's anything new as far as PPE, gloves, masks, face shields, anything, anything else there, like trends you're seeing that we need to kind of be preparing for? Because I know here at Pasadena High School, we pretty much have to spend all of our money right now. That's going to last us until September 1st when we can start ordering. So what do I need to prepare for? Well, um, kind of ancillary, you guys all need to prepare for a shortage in underwrap because that same material that's being used in underwrap is what's being used in masks. As you go, all know that there's a great demand for these masks. So just particular to athletic trainers, be aware that when you go to purchase your 10 boxes of underwrap this summer, that that could be an issue um, or, you know, expect some price increases there, I would think. Uh, but then as it relates specifically to the glove and the mask shortages, um, yeah, so there's very few places in the world that actually produce the nitrile gloves that you all um, are all using vinyl gloves even. Uh, and so most of these are made in Indonesia and a lot of these facilities in Indonesia have gone through COVID outbreaks just as companies here in the US have. Um, and then there's been a shortage of raw material just because so many people are using gloves. Um, if you think about uh, nurses and so forth that are using gloves, in some cases they're using, they're going through a year or two years worth of supplies in 90 days. Uh, you know, we were told that by a hospital system in Georgia here recently that they went through, you know, uh, two years worth of gloves in about 90 days. And so when you multiply that towards all the hospitals and all the medical applications all around the country and even around the world, there has been a tremendous shortage uh, of gloves and that has driven up the price. So when you uh, get around to ordering in the spring, if you haven't ordered for a while, uh, you might see the, the glove pricing has risen substantially. So I would plan for that. Uh, that, you know, the glove pricing has risen. Um, and there's going to be a shortage. I wouldn't be super particular when I was uh, setting up my, my purchase list on, you know, a particular brand of gloves. I, I don't think I would use the term no substitution because you might find you don't get pricing back at all. Um, there's been very a few glove manufacturers that have been able to maintain any inventory. And if the manufacturers can't maintain inventory, then the distributors like Myotech and all the other ones in sports medicine are having trouble as well. Um, so when it comes to masks, you know, uh, there's obviously lots of different masks. There's face shields, there's surgical three-ply masks, and then we get into the KN95s and N95s. 
Um, and there is pretty good supply of those now. I don't find there to be any major shortages. I'm, uh, I've gotten availability to 3M masks recently, and we hadn't seen 3M masks since before COVID started in any sort of regular quantities. So that's been good to see that masks are starting to come back around and become more available. And I think you'll see some of the pricing overall coming down as a result of just, you know, there's, there's more supply in the market. I know whenever I went to order some gloves, usually they're probably like $3 a box and it was like $14. It's like, oh, and I was, so I was thinking, I was like, well, let me just wait until next year. Cause I don't have to have them right now. The prices may go down. There may be people who actually absolutely need to have them, but it doesn't sound like they're going to be going down real soon, huh? Yeah, and I know a lot of athletic trainers that out of the goodness of their hearts last spring, they opened up their stores, you know, to help supply their local hospitals and clinics with whatever they had in PPE. And then they later on found out that they couldn't obtain <laughs> replenishment themselves. And so, um yeah, you know, the glove pricing, the glove ability has changed a lot. And there's, there have been period of times over the past summer that, you know, we had very little or almost no access to gloves. Uh, that's come back around uh, a little bit. And I, I know some of my competitors who, in a lot of cases, I have good relationships with, um, or almost in all cases, actually. But uh, they're dealing with the same problems we are. And so it's, it's not anything that's exclusive to Myotech or any of the other distributors that you might be using. We're all facing those same sort of supply shortages as an industry. John, what are some of the things that you were doing or using to protect from patients, uh, just, you know, infection? Yeah, you know, we're using the the standard, the wizard, the isoquin, uh, you know, I, I'm using it as much as I can, uh, between patients. Uh, we're starting to see an, an uptick because we did just restart sports recently here in Michigan. Um, and, and it's the increase has gone up of athletes and then the increase in use of, um, products like the, um, the, the sanitizer. So to have something that would protect a lot longer would be highly beneficial. Uh, when we look at, um, you know, we, we took away hot packs and things like that at the beginning of the year. And um, I, to a point where I only had, uh, you know, I, I know I'll get back backlash from other athletic trainers, but I would only, I would have to limit my athletic training room to six people. Um, you know, and I know there's other athletic trainers out there that would love to have six people to bit, to fit in their room. Um, but, you know, I had to, I had to really trim things down and uh, to take away some of those modalities that we got used to, like the Normatec, like the game ready, like the hot packs, uh, I just decided to do away with because, um, you know, they became single use products at that point. Uh, and the, the, you know, we were worried about the um, incidence of infection. So we just decided, let's not do those things. Um, you know, recently we brought back hot packs, but they're still single use. So we go through our hot pack covers, wash them at the end of the night. If I, I get done with my 10 hot packs, then, you know, you're kind of SOL, um, you're, you're back on the bike kind of warming up and, you know, have to be really careful of who gets one and who gets the other. So, you know, we're looking for other ideas to help protect athletes so that we can reuse modalities as much as possible. Well, that's a really oh, good segue into my next product. <laughs> so um, if, if you guys are all right, I'd like to 
talk to you just a little bit about the barrier sleeves by MS Sports and Healthcare. So exactly the situation that you just described, John, athletic trainers and physical therapists all over the country are facing that. And you do have a limited number of hot packs and a limited number of cold packs. Uh, certainly, if you want to go to use your pneumatic compression, your game ready, you know, the, these present all sorts of infection control issues. And so MS Sports and Healthcare has developed this uh, this bag, essentially, it's it's on a roll, as you can see there, and you unroll uh, one section, you uh, separate it, and then it is, it's a tubular design, a lot like a compression sleeve for you to pull over a leg, uh, pull over any sort of extremity, and then uh, come back with your game ready wrap, your Normatex sleeve, use a hot pack, a cold pack, and then, you know, you can reuse those products because they didn't have any actual contact with the patient, their clothing or their skin. What are your thoughts on that, John? Yeah, I like that because, you know, if we clean a game ready with a wizard or an isoquin and then reuse it to, you know, we try not to, I try not to use it on bare skin, but if we use it on bare skin, then there could be an irritation issue too. Uh, and that's, that's one of the things that I've wanted to avoid as well. So we're worried about chance of infection, but then we're also worried about skin irritation and things like that with the cleaners or, or anything else that's going on. So uh, this would be highly beneficial. You see it in other healthcare settings where they cover things um, like with, with something like this and then reuse products that would be highly uh, helpful and, and be able to get more athletes access to their modalities. Yeah, so uh, this is a product that's just launched and it's gonna come in various sizes. Uh, I know they're working on one for the shoulder, which as you can imagine is a little more complicated, uh, but they have them for legs, obviously going all the way up to the mid thighs. You can see there they have them for elbows and arms. Um, and it's really, I think, a unique application. So John, you said you were cleaning with uh, like Isoquan or Wizard for the game radio Normatec stuff. Paul, what would you recommend using for cleaning those modalities so that we can reuse them? And then obviously if we have the bags, we probably still want to clean stuff, but what, what do you recommend using? Well, you, you do need to go by each of the manufacturer's recommendations when it comes to that. So uh, when it comes to the sleeves, I think you know, Game Ready essentially recommends using like soap and water. Um, one thing with Game Ready that I don't know that a lot of athletic trainers realize is when you have the the discoloration and the mold buildup in the sleeve, that obviously is an issue. And the best way to really prevent that from happening is simply between uses to unzip the sleeve and let that inner bladder breathe. Uh, the problem is it becomes like kind of a captured environment in there and that, that condensation stays. And then obviously over time, you start to have issues with uh, mold growth and so forth. So uh, that's not specific to uh, what you're addressing, but it's something I feel like it's important to bring up whenever I'm uh, talking to someone about it, game ready and some of the other sleeves that are out there. But yeah, I, I would recommend looking at the manufacturer's instructions as to how to clean those sleeves. Those sleeves obviously can be, be pretty expensive and you, you certainly don't want to damage them with any sort of bleach um, or you know any, any product like that that might discolor them. Uh, so that's my recommendation. So on that discoloration note any of these products here that we would need to be concerned about because our tabletops are green the green mm -hmm. vinyl stuff anything we need to be concerned about no uh, when we're going back to the micro sure uh, that won't uh, stain or discolor your 
your tabletops at all, and neither will uh, the 8HD, which is essentially the same formulation. Uh, you shouldn't have any problem with that with the NanoBio. I do know with some of the products that John mentioned, you know, um, Wizard when it's be it was not not sometimes intended to be used you know 20 times a day which is what we're doing now and so there's there's a chance over time some of these cleaners will have an effect on like the polymers and so forth in these upholsteries uh, some of that remains to be seen just because we haven't cleaned these products to the degree that we're cleaning them now uh, some of the upholsteries could get discontinued uh, discolored using a sanicide or, or something like that, but I uh, haven't really seen a lot. I, I've just heard reports that, you know, um, upholsteries and so forth are becoming uh, worn and drying out and being becoming discolored with the frequent use of these cleaners. It was kind of the question I was going to have. It's in, you know, Jeremy, since I deal with myotech uh, on a daily, weekly basis, um, it's it's a question that popped in my mind, but then I thought, since I'm so used to dealing with myotech, I know that Paul and his crew, uh, they they trust they um, the products that they put out are highly specific to athletic trainers. So if the product would damage vinyl, if it would damage uh, you know the cuffs or anything like that, it wouldn't be a product that myotech would sell. Um, and that's that's one of the things that as as working with them i mean paul we've been working together for you know going on 15 years now um it's the the products that get put out um you know are products that you can trust as as an athletic trainer and that's been a nice thing of when they do bring things to me when they have things that you know they want to show and test out i know that they're going to be products that are going to be highly usable uh and and trustworthy in my facility and and with my patients and athletes yeah, we certainly do work to ensure that the products that we recommend are, are well sourced and well considered. Uh, typically, before you know the the population at large sees it, we will have you know taken it in front of a, uh, a lot of different athletic trainers in a test case scenario just to make sure that you know it really does perform as intended. So uh, hopefully, uh, you're seeing that out there, and it sounds uh, based on John's testimony there that, that you are. So that's great, great to hear. All right. Uh, is that the end of the the products specific to this talk you were wanting to go over? Yeah. Yeah, that is. All right. So if you're watching the Facebook Live, you can see where Paul's got some contact information. He's got info at myotech.net or a toll-free phone number. I'll include that in the, the show notes there as well. Um, as far as other PPE, like uh, I know a lot of people are liking the face shields and um I know my friend Mike McKinney out at Northeastern University he was wearing like the whole surgical robe looking thing. Mm -hmm. um, what what should we expect going going into the fall for those type things as well? Uh, there have been shortages. Uh, there was a gown shortage for a while, so it sounds like you're describing he was using a gown. Yeah, um, and those are disposable. Uh, and for a long time, it was very difficult to get them. Uh, I think there has been better availability in that you know, category lately. Um, there's the kind of the, the bouffant wraps that people use for their heads and uh, the shoe covers and all that sort of thing. And, and most of that stuff has kind of come back online. I would, you know, anticipate that there's probably some price increases over last year uh, just due to the shortages and the increase in the raw material cost. But I'm, I'm not aware of any uh, 
systemic shortages in that. So I think there should be good availability on those products. Right. If, and one of the big questions I always see in the secondary school Facebook group is the question of water. Like, how are we providing water? What are we doing to keep that safe? What are some of your thoughts on how we can distribute water? Obviously, the hands-free systems, touch touchless systems, those are great. But what are we doing to clean and care for those and help prevent in a in the water distribution from those diseases? What are your thoughts? So Purell has a, a food service service disinfectant out, and we actually have some at Myotech that's designed specifically for food service. And I would recommend looking for products that are food service rated. Uh, so again, this Purell disinfectant, you can spray it on your water bottles. Uh, I, I know of people that are uh, athletic trainers that are using it on mouth guards and uh, other products that uh, you know they come in count, uh, contact with like coolers, cups, all sorts of things like that. But um, it's it's a good product like that uh, to to kill, um, you know, the the microbes and the germs that might rest on a in a cooler uh, or a ice chest or anything like that. So uh, and there are other products. It's not exclusive to Purell, but uh, I would look for that food service label if I was in you know purchasing athletic training room supplies for that purpose. John, you got anything else? Any other questions come to mind? No, I, I'm pretty well set right now. I, I know, um, you know, if there's an issue, if I've ever had a question, Paul and, and Danny, Danny's my, the rep that I handle or I deal with, um, and Dean within the, the warehouse, uh, they've been great with answering questions. So uh, if you have questions, obviously the, the, the phone number and the email address are up there. Uh, shoot them a shoot them a call. Shoot them, shoot them an email, and they will get back to you. They'll answer you the best as possible, best ways possible. You know, one of my favorite things too is that they're not going to uh, always sell you on something. So if you need something, and and they've got an over uh, overabundance of vinyl gloves, and you want nitro gloves, they're going to be honest with you and not try to push anything on it. Uh, and and for me to to deal with an honest salesman is is a rarity, right? Especially when we're we're getting pitched things left and right. Um, it's nice to have a, somebody that is going to have our back uh, and, and understand our needs as athletic trainers. Yeah, so I have the fact sheets for these products that Paul sent me just so I could look over them and kind of have an idea. And I've in, I'll include a link to those in the show notes as well. So you can take a look at them or you can email info at myotech.net and they can send you all over, you know, send you them over to your email. Again, you're talking about the, the 8HD the MicroSure surface protectant and the barriers, um, MS sports and healthcare, uh, protective barriers. Was there anything else we mentioned? Uh, no, I oh, think you've nano bio. covered it there. That was that. that was nano bio. Oh yeah. There you go. So it was the nasal swab. Yeah. Cool. Paul, you got anything else that you feel like we haven't covered that we need to know as far as, you know, what's new for COVID care? No, I don't think so. Uh, I think those, that was great. And I appreciate everybody's participation and the questions and so forth. Um, Don Stuckey asked if you have the price off the top of your head of the hand sanitizer. So those bottles, they sell for about, uh, I want to say about $7. Might, might be in that range. Uh, and there's something on the order of 200 applications in there. So it's a, it's a fair amount, even though it's a small bottle. Right. And then do you have an idea what the gallon cost? 
Yeah, so the gallon, again, uh, keep in mind that with a gallon using a commercial sprayer, you're going to cover about 2,500 square foot for 30 days. And that's really important to keep in mind for 30 days. But uh, I think a gallon of that runs around $300. Paul, you're going to give away some things to some of these people here. And then the ones that comment later, we'll, we'll pull one or two of those names as well. So what, what were you going to gonna send out to them? We have some Gatorade bags that are small athletic training kits. Uh, so we were going to give away uh, some Gatorade bags, and we will include with those Gatorade bags uh, a couple bottles of the 8HD as well as a couple applications of the Nano Bio for them to try. So uh, yeah, that's pretty good value there, probably a couple hundred dollars value for each one of those. Fantastic. So, Don, there you go. Uh, well, Don, you will certainly be one of the ones. So, Don, uh, drop me your info, and then I'll pass that along to Paul. And then I'll pull those other names and contact them shortly. But Don, Tanya, and Mitch, make sure you send, contact me, direct message me your contact information. I'll give those to Paul, and then I'll pull one more from the viewers that comment later. Uh, so for John, Jeremy, Paul, we want to hear from you. We want to see what you're doing, see what works, especially once y'all get these products. You know, Don, I know you get little ones at the house. So if you spray it on them and it seems to work for them, if you happen to want to test out the, the taste of it and let us know that too, then you can go ahead and send that to us. So on Twitter, I'm Mr. Jeremy Jackson. John is John Seco. Paul is Paul underscore Callaway. And then Myotech Group. So tag, whatever it is called on Twitter, all of us, if you're doing that. So we'd love to hear from you, see what you think. And then anyone else that has questions, concerns, reach out and we can continue this conversation. Maybe we come back and do a round two if there's more products or more concerns uh, as we go from there. Again, I'll have the links to the product sheets, the MDS or whatever it's called, uh, all the stuff that Paul sent me about the products that we're talking about. But they can also send you those if you email info at myotech.net. And then if you're going to use myotech and you're buying it on your own, you can use the code DSMB. It'll get you a little bit of a discount or free shipping or something like that. So this is sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash COVID care, sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash COVID care for Jeremy, Paul, John, and the Sports Medicine Broadcast. That is a wrap. Thank you.